Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Welcome back uh, to part two of our fearless series. I'm really expecting to see God move in your life in radical life transformational ways. Whether you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior or whether you're still just discovering or whether you just clicked on this because you're curious, welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to invite you to pause this uh, quick and go and grab a cup of whatever you want to drink. I've got my cup of water as it's summer year and grab a Bible if you have a Bible. If you don't, don't worry. I'll be reading it for you and and then also a notebook to write down some things um, as we go through this. So uh, yeah, welcome. And I believe you're going to enjoy discovering more of the reality of the Christian faith. So let's pray. God, we want to thank you for who you are. We want to praise you for your goodness. And we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you that in everything you are faithful and good and kind. Reveal to us who you are today as we get into this session and that it will be more than head knowledge or theology, but that it will really lead to our hearts being touched and to transformation. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So here we go. For those of you who joined us for part one, uh, this is part two of Fearless, and um, I'm very excited to be sharing this with you today. And I really am expecting, or my hope for this series, is that we will be able to equip you to live above fear. Now, fear may be in this world, but it does not have to be in you when you are a believer. When you decided to make Jesus Lord of your life, your reality changed. And so my desire for you is that you will live from the reality of who you are now, that you have become a Christian, a follower of Jesus. If, however, you're not a believer yet, my hope for you is that through these teachings, you will discover the incredible power and love of Jesus so that you too can make your decisions about Jesus and uh, really know that he wants to lead you out of fear and into a life of victory. If you missed part one, please catch it up. It is on our YouTube, on SoundCloud, and also on our um, website, gracelife.co. So last week, we started by introducing the topic of living above fear, and we showed how the antidote to fear is love. So the antidote to darkness is light, to being lost is being found, to being dead is being alive. The antidote to fear, according to God, is love perfect love. Last week, I used the stone and the egg example to explain to you that although fear can feel very real as an egg, imagine I'm holding an egg, is very real, there is a greater truth that is able to stand against any feeling of fear, which is the stone. And it doesn't matter how real the egg is, the stone always crushes the egg. And so this week, we're going to, or last week, we looked at this scripture, and this week, we're going to go a bit more into the truth of the scripture, but the scripture we looked at was 1 John 4, verse 18 to 19. And this confirmed that love casts out fear, proving that love is greater 
but also challenging our picture of what love really is. Maybe the love you've experienced is not God's kind of love. Maybe the idea you have of love is something that's weak. Maybe the idea you have of love is that it fails, that it doesn't last. This is not the love God is talking about. But God is talking about his kind of love when he says this love casts out fear. In 1 John 4, verse 18 to 19, which is a scripture in the Bible, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Now today, I want to go to the root of fear with you. If we can identify the root of all fear, then we can remove the root and thereby deal with the fruit once and for all. Imagine with me an image of a big tree um, that, that has many, many branches. We know that tree can only be that big and, um, and stand the weight that it has because of its root system. Okay, There has to be deep roots for the tree to be really big. So now the same thing with fear. Many times, especially in the world and the world's way of thinking of fear, uh, it deals with these branches, maybe the fruit of the fear, but it cannot deal with the root of mankind's fear. Only God can deal with that. And the things I want to start showing you and I want to make very practical is how can you move away from just dealing with the fruit of fear in your life to actually removing the root, co-laboring or co-working with God, identifying the root and with God's spirit by his power, removing that root from your life. Some fears might be fears that's very easy. If you've ever worked in a garden, there's some weeds that's very easy to get out of the ground. But when you have to take a big tree out of the ground, you got a lot of work ahead of you. And so for myself, I have so many testimonies of seeing how God removed fear from the root in my life. I was scared of so many things for so many years. I'm not perfect yet. I'm enjoying the series because I'm seeing more fruit in my walk with God and I'm seeing more challenges in my own mind to say, okay, I can live above fear by the power of God, not by mind power, not by the world's way of like meditating or just facing fear, but actually by trusting that we can remove the root of fear through the power of God. And so um, I want to encourage you to keep on going. There's going to be a lot of practical things as we dig into this that we're going to do so that you can walk out of the few weeks that we're doing this and say, whoa, I actually did see and now experience freedom from this fear. Might be big, might be small, whatever it is. And so that you can build upon that foundation to see the roots of fear leaving your life once and for all. Now, there is a way to walk in constant victory over fear, even if you have been bound by its chains for many, many years. If you will receive what we are sharing over the next few weeks and practice the practical things I will include, then you will for sure experience change in those areas you are hoping to see change in. But we have to start with saying, where does fear come from? And the scripture shows us where fear comes from. In Genesis 3, which is the beginning of the Bible, it shows us after man failed, after man decides to follow his own way, 
there is a conversation between God and man. And in Genesis 3 verse 9 to 10, it's recorded like this. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, This is man. Man says back, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. So, this is the first place ever that the word fear is mentioned. Fear is the result of man's fall. It was not part of God's original plan for mankind. Mankind or mankind's fall was their choice to not believe in the goodness of God as they could have. They were tempted to believe that they lacked something in the middle of a perfect environment. They agreed to the temptation. Their enemy, the Satan, the devil, the accuser came and he convinced mankind that, you know what? Even in perfection, you still lack something. God is not as good as you think he is. Their action was the result of believing two things, which is one lie. They lack something and God was holding it away from them. And that made them sin. We know that sin is to fall short of the mark. Okay. So now after they sin, the result is always shame and fear. And the shame and fear makes them run away from God. You see, now that they've taken the, into themselves the knowledge of good and evil, they now use their own knowledge to determine whether they are good enough for God or whether they are not. And so they disqualify themselves from his love, from his provision, from his kindness by hiding. This is all fear ever does. It always makes us hide. Now, fear can look different in our lives. It can look like many other things. And we're going to get into that as we get into the series. But it will always result in us hiding in some form, especially and specifically hiding that thing from God. This is the root of all fear of all mankind. No matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter whether you're male or female, no matter whether you're Albanian, South African, whether you come from Switzerland, Australia, doesn't matter. The fear, the deep root of fear of mankind for all time has always been this, that we don't believe the goodness of God, we struggle with it, and we do still believe that we lack something. Now, in some situations, as I'm talking, it might be so clear to you, in that place of fear, you are actually struggling to believe and receive the goodness of God and that you still believe you lack something. But then there are other deeper things, deeper fears that might take us some time to say, Father, God, or God, if you call him God, how do I not see your goodness in this area? Why is fear moving me and not faith? You see, the reason why we need to break free from fear is that when we make decisions based and rooted in fear, we can never, ever experience true victory because we were created by our design to make decisions rooted in faith, rooted in our understanding and our belief and our knowing that God is good. That changes how we make decisions. So, as we surrender every fear we have to this truth, we will start to see fear for what it really is. 
You see, we fear because we do not believe the incredible love and strength of God's love for us in, in that situation or in that thing. And we w- once we surrender it to that truth, we will start seeing it for what it truly is. Now, why is it important to know where it comes from? Why are we talking about this? Well, if we know the root of a thing, we can remove it by its root, okay? <clears throat> Let's imagine, <clears throat> or imagine with me, because it's true, there is a pot plant on in my garden. I have a balcony. There's some plants there. And this one pot plant that I really love, um, a weed started growing there. And it's like a grass or something. And I left it too long. And now this grass has grown so big that it's like consumed half of the pot pot and my plant. And now because its roots have become so mixed with my beautiful plant's roots, if I remove that weed, it will also kill my plant. So I haven't actually removed it yet. I'm just cutting off the grass part, the top parts all the time. But that doesn't remove the root. You see, if we know what the root is, because sometimes fear grows into our being, that we really start believing that this is just part of who we are. This is normal. This is natural. Fear is good. We start to say things like that. We start to believe that this is part of our human experience. But this is not right. This is not how God wants it. You see, fear is part of the old creation. If you are just living outside of God, outside of Jesus, if you've not made Jesus your Lord, yes, fear is very much part of you. But that's how it became part of our human experience because it was part of the old creation. However, when Jesus walked on the earth, he showed us a prototype of what it looks like to live above fear. When there was a storm, he stilled the storm. First, he slept through it. Then he quieted it. Okay. Secondly, when he was encountering such opposition against the truth, he had the wisdom of God to calm any situation. There was a, a, one occasion, and, and maybe more even, where he spoke and people picked up stones to kill him. And he walked right through it. Any situation which he had in front of him, he would always be able, he always had access to the wisdom of God instantly in that moment. He would walk in power of forgiveness. He would walk in power of miracles. He would walk above sin, not sinning, not in thought, not in mind, never missing the mark because he was a new creation. He was... He was, he, he was the prototype. Let me rather say it like this. He was the prototype of this new creation. Man filled with the Spirit of God, living above fear. And then the fear of all mankind, death. He faces that fear and conquers death. The ultimate, final enemy of creation, of mankind, death. He faces it and he conquers it. And three days later, God raises him from the dead. That, my friend, is power. Jesus is not a weak form of a man. Jesus is the prototype of what it looks like to live in union with the Father to such a degree that he walks above fear. Now, he did experience it. He was tempted with it as well. However, he ruled over it. Whoa, isn't that a revelation? You see, when Jesus died, 
God raised him from the dead and started a new creation, which is not like the old. The new creation does not have the same spirit as the old one. When you believe in Jesus, he puts his spirit inside of you. You become a new creation. And now, as he promised, you can do what he does and even greater. He didn't just live that life to show us an example of what it's like to be a good teacher or a good example or a good prophet. No, my dear friends, he is so much more. He came to show us the incredible power of what it's like when God makes a new creation. Look at Romans 8 verse 15 with me. I'm actually going to turn there as well, although it's in my notes. So I give you time. Romans 8. Verse 15, the writer says this, For you, he's speaking to the believer, for you have not received the spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Our new spirit is God's spirit. God now indwells us and that old nature of sin and fear is no longer our identity. Listen, this is the promise. This is what Jesus came to do. He came not just to deal with sin, not just to deal with death, not just to conquer death, but to give us his spirit living inside of us so that we may become new creations. And this new creation is empowered by the spirit of God to not fear, to not fear why we have received a spirit of sonship. This God's own spirit now dwells in you and God's new nature is not like the old nature of sin and fear. We have a new identity. We have the spirit of sonship and this is even greater than Adam and Eve because there is no record of them ever calling God Abba or Father. Whoa, let that sink in. You see, this is who we are. This is our identity. And when we believe this, we will break free from fear. There's so many scriptures to get deeper into. But for today, I want us to end with an illustration that I believe will bless you. So, why do we still fear? This illustration will show you why we still fear as believers. Well, first of all, we still believe it's part of our life. Okay, if you imagine with me a picture in front of you of an elephant, which is a magnificent beast of power, okay? Imagine that elephant tied with, a, with chains to a small wooden poke, a, sto a, a small wooden um, thing in the ground, you get what I mean, and there it stands. It never breaks fr free, it never even tries. And, and a human comes and leads that animal wherever they want to, to do circus tricks, to do whatever they wanted to do, because that animal will never break free. What happened there? That animal didn't just somehow be chained like that. They didn't catch the big animal and there he stands with his chain. No, 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 my friend. What happened there was that that elephant, when it was a baby, these people took that elephant and chained it with that same chain to a wooden um, pole. And as a baby, it fought back and it tried to come free. And maybe sometimes it did get free. And then they would chain it again and again and again. And eventually, 
That animal as a baby realizes, I cannot break free from this chain. It is holding me. It is too powerful and I am not. And so it surrenders. And there stands this magnificent beast as it grows of power, great power. And yet its mind now believes it cannot break free from that wooden, little wooden thing in the ground, which is holding it to its chain. Do you know that wild elephants in, the, in Africa, where I come from, can knock over a whole tree if they want to? And yet this animal that believes that it's confined to these chains, these chains are bigger than them, this animal will stay there the rest of their life. Why? Because their captors have convinced them that they are not able to break free. Listen, if I want to get you to do anything, all I have to do is convince you that I am bigger than you. Once I've done that, I can start limiting the way you think to my way of thinking, and then I can get you to do whatever I want to. That is what fear does. We feel sorry for the elephant, yet, my dear beloved friend, this is how we are. When we don't believe the truth of what Jesus has done for us, what God came to do in the new creation, we live as new creations, magnificent new creations, chained by a ridiculous chain to a piece of wood because we still don't believe who we are. You see, the point of the chain is to get the elephant to do whatever the circus wants it to do when it was created to live as wild and free. The same with us. We were created to live in this incredible reality of living above fear where we are able to commune with the Father, to have fellowship and relationship with God to such a degree that we are able to become who we are, new creations who can set the world free because of who lives inside of us. And yet we bend our knee over and over and over again to fear because we believe it can still hold us back. We believe it's part of us. But it is not. You do not have this spirit of fear. It is not in you. You have God's spirit indwelling you. Does the scripture not show us when it says, do you not know that you are the temple of God? Now his spirit dwells in you and that he who is one spirit with the Lord or he who has chosen God is one spirit with the Lord. Do you not know that? In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, it says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? Whoa, and there's many more scriptures like that. We're going to get into all of them over this series. But what I want to encourage you with is if you will start to believe what you are, you're not trying to believe something you are not. If you will come in line through your thoughts and through your heart of who you really are, something will happen and you will break free from that wooden peg that held you back all your life. The chains might still be around you, but don't worry, you are free. Just start believing this is who you are. As we look to this, we can see that we may live in this world, which is full of fear, but we do not have to have that fear living in us because we have not really woken up to the reality of the truth of who we are. We now become 
enslaved to it. But we never have to accept those chains of fear again. When we realize who we are and we know that we have the spirit of God, when we know that we have the spirit of sonships crying out, Abba, Father, this is my Father, it's like those chains really can't hold us. The chain of fear doesn't hold us. My heart break, breaks free. You might still have some chains, like I said, around you, but they will start falling off. Okay? They cannot hold you back anymore. So this is my challenge for this week. Okay? Write this down if you can. I've got a few questions for you. I want you to take this and meditate on it every day until you listen to this again. Ask God to show you one thing from today that you can use this week to start renewing your mind to your new fearless identity. Ask yourself, what would my life look like when love, true love, when God's love abounds? And don't just ask the question, see an image of what it would look like when God's love abounds in my life. Then take one scripture from today, or whatever one you want about not fearing, but take one from today and meditate on it until it becomes a memory verse for you. So that whenever that fear comes at you, you can take God's word as a shield and hold it up against that fear and say, you have no right here. And lastly, ask this question, what impact will this decision to walk away from fear, to trust God's love and to stand up in my identity have on those around me? Meditate on that. Think upon that every day this week. And I promise you, you will already start experiencing something. I promise you. Look for the root of unbelief in the goodness of God and practice surrendering that fear to God's love and to your new identity through the use of God's truth and God's scriptures. We love you and we praise God that you sat down or wherever you are, that you listen to this and receive from this. We look forward to hearing from you. And if this has encouraged you or if this has challenged you, and if you're saying yes to take the fearless challenge, then please let us know. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, God, for your goodness. Thank you that you are holy and perfect. Thank you that you sent us salvation through Jesus Christ, that you've made a way, defeating sin, defeating death, making a way back to having relationship with you, that which mankind lost, God restored. Thank you, Lord, that we just receive that now. And if there's anyone listening here and you realize, like, I want this, that you can just with me pray, just pray. You become born again by heart belief and mouth confession. If you believe in your heart, actually, I do believe this and I want this, then you can just pray this with me. Father, you can just pray, God, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe that he died for me and that you rose him from the dead. And so I believe that I can also receive his spirit living inside of me, becoming a new creation. And I can live above fear. I receive your forgiveness of all my sins as you've washed me clean for all eternity. And I now declare that I am righteous before God because of Jesus, that I am whole and I am made perfect, and that nothing can hold me back. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you start to help me every day to renew my mind, to see things the way you see it, and that I have received the fullness of you in this moment. Thank you for everything you have for me. And thank you for the life that I get to live with you from this moment on and forever. 
And if you are a believer and you realize through this that you really are struggling with fear and that you've never actually even thought that you could live above it, I want to challenge you and pray for you today that you will renew your mind, but that you will look onto the truth in Scripture. And there's no better prayer I can pray for you than this found in Ephesians. I pray for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, meaning open your eyes to who you are. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you too will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you because you are a saint, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards you because you believe. Amen. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.co. Let's see you.